Uh, a bunch of uh, TPP, Trans-Pacific Partnership people, in to talk about that trade deal. He had John Kasich, he had uh, uh, Henry Paulson in, making that push for the lame duck thing. Sudeep, um, the president wants it, but is it going to happen? You look at the television, and it was a bizarre parallel yeah. universe. Like, yeah. What program is going on here where the Ohio governor right, the in Republican, yeah. an election season, a Republican, is at the podium trying to support the Republic, the Democratic right, president right. on a trade deal? It just did, it did, did, does not compute. And to have the people who got up there, and even earlier in the week, to have CEOs come from around the country yep. and push uh, on the same issue, to, to push uh, support for TPP, you have to think, do you realize what's going on around the country right now? <laughs> <laughs> what people are saying about trade they they can they can get together and try to lobby lawmakers but these are the lawmakers who are in their districts for the next uh, two months worried right. about whether they're going to be elected or be, be swept away from something that they don't even really understand Nila? Okay. You have to go outside of Washington, D.C. these days to get bipartisan consensus. And that's what the president tried to do. It's not going to slay too many people in in that chamber, though. Neela Richardson at Redfin City Bready at The Wall Street Journal from our bureau in Washington. Thanks to you both. Thanks, Kai. Thank you, Kai. All right. Have a nice weekend. Wall Street this week has been up, down, and all the way around down. Today we'll have the details when we do the numbers. We touched a bit on the politics of this week in the American economy, Sudeep Neela and I did, but there was a bunch more of it to talk about. Secretary Clinton gave a speech about health care in part. Donald Trump, setting aside for a minute his event this morning, gave a speech about his economic platform in which he promised, among other things, to basically double the growth rate of the American economy and create tens of millions of new jobs. From Washington, Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer explains how that might work. Right now, our economy is growing at about 2% a year. Donald Trump says he would rev up growth to as much as 4% a year. And he says that would create as many as 25 million new jobs over the next decade. It'll be very hard to get to 25 million jobs. Prominent Republican economist Douglas Holtz-Aiken says he agrees with Trump's goal of faster economic growth. But he says Trump's numbers, they don't add up. So the only way to actually create and fill 25 million jobs would be to have more immigration, and that doesn't appear to be on his, in his sweet spot. Holtaken says there just aren't enough people in the U.S. to fill 25 million jobs. The last time there were was when the huge baby boom generation was in its prime working years back in the 90s. Now they're reaching retirement age. Labor economist Stephen Rose worked in President Bill Clinton's Labor Department. He says the boomer generation is passing through our economy like a pig through a python. There certainly is uh, demographic factors, though, and especially the baby boomers or the pig and the python moving through, and now they're on the other end. So in today's economy, Trump's plan seems impossible. Well, without an economic miracle. Maybe if every single person went out and bought a cheap new car, Jared Bernstein was an economic advisor for Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, That might get you there, but that means everybody has to buy a car. And by the way, it has to be an American car. (laughs) Oh, and Bernstein says we'd all have to buy that new car every year to keep the economy white hot. I do love that new car smell. In Washington, I'm Nancy Marshall-Genzer for Marketplace.
There's some news of presidential debates today. Who's going to be on the stage and who won't? The Commission on Presidential Debates announced this afternoon that Libertarian candidate Gary Johnson and Green Party candidate Joel Stein are not doing well enough in the polls to be included. Very definitely included, however, will be Facebook and Google and a bunch of other social media companies. Facebook and Google in particular are going to crunch the data on user social media doings and searchings ahead of the debates, data that will then go to the moderators and, in theory, inform the questions they ask and make those questions better. In theory. Here's Mitchell Hartman from our bureau at Oregon Public Broadcasting. In an email, Facebook told me this new effort will bring more diverse voices into the political process. Analyst Jack Myers at Media Village agrees. It's like taking the temperature of the population. And social media will give the moderators a better sense of what's capturing public opinion. Especially, he says, among younger voters who spend their lives tweeting and Snapchatting and whose opinions are notoriously difficult to survey through traditional polling. There's a less elevating possibility, says...